Hello, everyone. Welcome to VR Verdict, episode 65, our weekly podcast where we talk about everything VR. I am PJ. I am Wookie. And we would like to share VR with you. This episode, we talked to Peter Negrin for a second time about his game Descent Alps, telling us how development went in the year <laughs> since we talked to him last about it, and a little bit about other VR situations and statuses thereof. Yeah. <laughs> And some games he has liked and maybe hasn't liked. And an interesting take on VR fatigue. Yeah. So, Wookie, this is Peter. Peter, this is Wookie again. <laughs> oh, again. <laughs> <laughs> this is a. Uh, Peter's second time joining us on the podcast to talk about his game Descent Alps. Uh, we had you way back in early development. Love the game then, yeah. still loving it now. How how are things going on your end? Uh, a lot of things have happened, but it's uh, <laughs> generally it's going great. <laughs> I remember it was like the game had had just been released a couple of months ago on on SideQuest back then, I think. Yep. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, that's a lot of stuff has happened since then. I don't recall if Wookie played it back then, but I remember I played it on SideQuest. Fell in love with it. I loved the uh, rhythm and the music. It was just a very relaxing experience, and I had never went skiing before, and it just I really felt like I was skiing, even though you know I've never done it. But <laughs> it's good to see to talk to you finally now that the game is actually fully released and out there and wanted to have you back and see how that was going yeah um i'm, I'm happy to talk about it and, and like vr things in general as well i, I just remember that we had like a really fun and interesting conversation back then so i'm looking yeah. forward to it <laughs> i actually um, um have played it now i meant to play it back yeah. then but i'm the worst about going into side quest and downloading demos so i think i forgot but um yeah playing it today and i i was thinking you know skiing that was kind of during my lunch break while i was remoting into work so i was thinking it was a sit down game because i could be skiing i don't know what i was thinking so i'm like oh <laughs> doing the tour i gotta stand up but i'm like you know yeah. maybe a couple feet not very much room between my couch and my coffee table where i was standing so i'm like i'm gonna have to be uh, really uh, careful <laughs> when i got out of the it was hard to do the training because i was knocking into stuff yeah. The first, the they first did a lot of space. Yes, <laughs> I was trying to lean and kept bonking. But the funniest part was, uh, I don't remember. I think it was like the, I think it was like illuminated um, ski slope. I tried right after. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know what the, what the yeah, training and like there's the first sort of course after the, the training tutorial stuff. Yep, there was another one up to the top right of the map, and I was like, that one looks a little advanced, so I, I wanted to see the Illuminated. And there was a big drop, like a big hill, and I was leaning really far forward. I'm like, I'm going to fall straight onto my coffee table, right onto my, you know, lunch dishes and stuff. I'm like, that I just yeah, eat. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to die, so I had to put it, had to put it away. <laughs> but it was really, like, I need to do this, because I liked, I don't know yeah, if I just haven't been using my legs, but, like, it was nice and stretching my legs out. It was nice. I liked it. 
Yeah, it can really sort of get you get you moving. I think, but like yeah. when you, it, it is a sort of a getting used to face with the game that that sort of understanding what's supposed to do and sort of how the control scheme works and, and sort of what you can do or not. But uh, like once once you learn learn the basics and sort of understand that there's a lot of sort of vertical motion in the control scheme as well, you can sort of Touch down to, um, to like get better traction with the skis and uh, like control your air a bit a bit more. Um, then it can really like become a a good leg workout. <laughs> yeah, I would especially you know like my ankles and lower legs. Like I guess I don't use them enough daily because I was really <laughs> feeling the burn up. I just only planned for like twenty minutes. Like well, yeah. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. It- I love the game because, like he, what he's saying, you move your legs a lot, or at least you, you know, stretch them out and, and lean. Where a lot of games, uh, to this day, like that come out, like even if you're standing, they don't make you duck or move or anything, and your yeah. legs just get tired. And yeah, it's a much nicer experience for those games or even other experiences that make you move your body. So yeah, yeah well, I'll, I'll, like during the whole. Sort of development of, of this game, I've been like, like hell bent on, on not sort of binding any controls to like button pre- button presses or or joysticks or anything like that. So uh, and, I, I need to sort of incorporate a lot of of different motions um, into the controls to sort of make it work. Um, and yeah, you you nailed that because like I didn't even realize like you could turn your body. Like I was keeping my head straight because the tutorial yeah. was like it's not tied to your you know which way you're looking. So feel free to look yeah. around. So I was keeping my head straight and like turning my body, and it was recognizing <laughs> that I was turning my body. Yeah, I don't know you did that. Yeah, exactly. You, you can like you can sort of step sideways or like lean sideways and, and control it. I mean, if if you are like prone prone to motion sickness, that's sort of the most comfortable way of playing the game. To sort of like kneel in in one or the other direction to sort of control mm-hmm. the skis that way. Yeah, I like, like the. Focus. Focus with the gaze straight down the slope. <laughs> the tutorial you added, I think it, it's really nice. It just kind of has you do the motions and get comfortable with it. And and again, like you said, no button presses. It's just all the headset and controllers. You don't push out a single button and it, it just works. It's really, it feels really good. Yeah. And, and now I have uh, like not a robotic, but an actual person uh, sort of giving you instructions as well. <laughs> there were there were like a guy uh, leaving a review on on uh, the demo I released an app lab that sort of said that yeah, you need to get like voice acting into the game. And then <laughs> I, I contacted him and, and got him to do the voice the voice line nice. for <laughs> nice. <laughs> and that, the only, it, it turned out quite well. The only part of the toil is confusing. I don't remember what term that was used to say like how you're pushing the the um the sticks, I don't even know what they're called for skiing. It's been so long, but uh, like you use those to push off like right away, but you don't need to use them yeah, yeah, yeah. while you're skiing. But I didn't understand the term, but I was pushing buttons oh, and yeah, yeah, everything yeah. else. But I didn't realize like I thought the buttons were going to be doing something, so I wasn't going anywhere. So I'm sitting there just doing like a, a choo choo train, you know, like sort of motion yeah, yeah, in my yeah. hands. I'm like, oh, squat down, don't need buttons. This is nice, <laughs> it's a puzzle game. 
<laughs> yeah, I think the term is like, sort of the term is to is to punt. I think right with the with like the skipper yeah. sort of. Punt. And I, I mean, I don't know if it's it's, it's I've googled it and sort of so that's what it's supposed to to be, but I haven't actually heard it before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, the last time I went skiing was like in grade school, and I spent my whole day. There was this really really big kid in our class and he kept falling over backwards but his legs were out to the side with his skis on so he couldn't get up he just kept doing it so my entire <laughs> yeah. day for our ski trip and that's the only time i've been skiing was helping this poor guy up <laughs> so <laughs> it could be punt it could be any other term i don't know <laughs> it still made sense yeah, I, was, I, I was the dummy i haven't actually skied very much either <laughs> uh, my, I mean, I, I've gone on a couple of ski trips, but uh, I'm, I'm far from uh, a good skier. Well, you made a heck of a skiing experience because when I went over that steep slope that had to, that made me had to take the headset off because I thought I was going to fall <laughs> over. But I was like, I was leaning all sorts of ways. I, I, I was in like a, such a position. I was leaning so far that I don't know how I wasn't touching anything when I'd been touching yeah. everything <laughs> that whole time. I was like, this is weird. I thought I was in in space like like nothing else was around me i'm like yeah. this is dangerous. <laughs> it felt like i was falling <laughs> yeah, that's sort of an amazing thing with vr how it i mean it, it has such an like, extremely strong impact on our sense of balance uh, somehow um like you, you can really get that sort of feeling of like yeah, i'm gonna fall over but but then you aren't somehow <laughs> Yeah, it's nuts. Not, that's one thing that's really like, weird as well with them. Like the, the, the slopes model in the game are like a lot steeper than actual ski slopes. Um, and, and I think like, if you sort of try to model a, a slope and put it into the game, that's, that sort of follows like a normal black skiing course uh, with like 20 30 degrees tilt or something it just feels really flat in vr somehow. <laughs> uh, so so it's like really exaggerated um in the game um and i think that's also like one reason that sometimes you sort of just realize oh shit this is really really steep um <laughs> i was gonna ask um how when you're kind of working on a game like this where you know it's it's a real life thing you can go and do like how do you decide how much to gamify it for lack of a better term to to kind of make it you know like you said if if you just did a normal course it would wouldn't feel as um i don't know it wouldn't feel as crazy but it wouldn't feel as yeah. exciting so how do you how do you judge how to how much gamification I, I mean, you put into it <laughs> I mean, it, it, that's sort of the, the the most important thing is the gamification or like the sort of to make it work as a game. I'm 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 not much much into creating like a skiing simulator, right. um, because I mean that's because of the limitations of the tracking and that there is no tracking of like the lower body and stuff. You can't really make it into a simulation anyway. Um, so it's like I'm I'm definitely leaning more towards like an arcade arcade sort of um, just like fun version of skiing. Um, it's a perfect. I, I mean, it's blend between like simulation, like actually trying to make sure I'm not doing something wrong, and just like 
flowing with the music, not hitting any of the yeah. the sound <laughs> gates because I suck. Um, <laughs> I'm trying. Um, you should, I need to take a recording of me and like the the real life me in the game or something like that. Cause trying to hit those rings when they were coming down and like trying to <laughs> yeah, uh... brandish the ski sticks. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> that was great. That was great. So last time you're on, you talked about it wasn't in the game build that we were playing yet, but you talked about um, like the ghost skiers and all that. Uh, were you able yeah. to? I saw that there were there was an option in there to have them on. Did you get yeah, to implement I mean, that? And will I see Wookie sliding down the hill? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 like right now there is there is ghost gears in the game, and and sort of the each sort of successful ski run will will like record sort of will record um, the person skiing skiing that run and and like save it in the database, uh, and, and then when when you Start a, start like a uh, a new run. Uh, random ghosts are selected. Uh, uh, so you, like you, so you can you can see them in in the slope. There is no like name tags or anything. On okay. Them, but 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 sort of the skiers that you see uh, as you go down the slopes are like recorded versions of other other people. Um, nice. And it's I mean it's sort of the the last. One of the main things that remain to sort of flesh out with the game um, to make that part like better and being able to like challenge your friends and um, uh, like to, to be competitive in that way. And I'm also actually like uh, lately I really started to appreciate sort of how uh, uh, how p powerful multiplayer and social interactions are in VR. Um, I'm, I'm like starting to sort of pivot or be more interested in, in actually implementing real-time multiplayer uh, for the game and start to make it uh, a, a fun meeting place for people. You gotta make a lodge and get a cup of cocoa with your friends. And... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Either PJ has a really good memory for the last episode, or he went back and listened to it because I remember that part. But now I think we did talk about that. I I don't remember it, and I didn't listen to it for a while now. So that's I, think, I remember we, we were talking about a lot about like Mario Kart. Yeah. I think back in that episode, and, and, and I mean a big part of that is sort of the time trails against yep. the ghosts of, of other players. So I think that was sort of the the thing I had in mind back then. <laughs> So no, it's just with, more like an. Uh, sorry. Oh, I was just with with the release of the game. Like, do you still have a lot of plans for it? Or are you kind of looking to do the next project? Or what are you? What's your plan? Well, uh, um, it's, it's sort of a, a combination right right now. I feel like uh, like uh, uh, as I said, um, I'm I'm really starting to appreciate sort of the social aspects and, and multiplayer uh, experiences in VR. Uh, like I've been playing a lot of uh, walkabout mini golf uh, nice. with friends and, and uh, like family lately. No, um, I mean there is like no other uh, sort of remote communication that that actually allows for um, like sh communicating with body language and, and feeling like you are at the same place. Uh, uh, 
so, so, I so that kind of, of, of interactions in this VR is, is really interesting, I think. So what I'm sort of planning to do at the moment and what, what I'm working in on is like a, trying to create a, a good sort of system for frictionless multiplayer and being able to sort of hop into games and, and join your friends as they play. Um, and I, I'd, I'll probably try to in, implement something like that into the Sun Labs as well uh, before I'm done with the game. Nice. Um, and then it's also just sort of uh, continuing to add a couple of more courses and uh, tweak the game some more and like try to listen to feedback from, from the people who's, who's playing it at the moment. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think sort of the, the real-time multiplayer and the, the social stuff in the game is, is, is probably like the last big thing I'll do on the game. Okay. Well, if you want a, like an idea, I love the um, oh, what's it called? The trolley or the tram, the loading screen, the real quick screen that pops up. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured it'd kind of be funny to, even if you can't see other people, um, like race with them or go skiing with them, like you could meet them at the bottom of the slope and ride up in the escalator yeah. or the lift together <laughs> yeah exactly that's sort of the, the thing a little bit like what, what i had in mind sort of to to make it go like, like when you're actually on a ski trip together you, i mean you're not that social in the actual slope because you're yeah. skiing at high speed uh but, but it's it's the interaction sort of when you're standing at the top like talking you know, <laughs> when you reach the bottom and then maybe you stop halfway and talk and um uh, yeah something like that would would be really cool uh, I don't know exactly how, how 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 I will do it, but I'll try to experiment with it. Um, <laughs> uh, because especially from playing walkabout mini golf lately, I'm, I'm just I mean, it's so cool to just jump in with a couple of friends, at different places like in the world, and and actually feel like you are sort of sharing the same space. Yeah, it's. Since you brought up walkabout mini golf, like I've played that quite a bit with different people, and it, it's just like real life mini golf. I mean, you feel like <laughs> you're there, and yeah, people messing around and joking around, and well, one person's shooting, and they're all trying to mess with that person. So it's it's pretty realistic. <laughs> yeah, it's really a fantastic implementation of multiplayer. I think I would be too tempted to trip other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe implement sort of the option to tackle some each other as well. <laughs> stick the, stick the, the skiing stick in between their legs and stuff. Uh, <laughs> that that would be full contact descent helps. <laughs> yeah, exactly, the full contact update. <laughs> PG and I, when we were young, I don't know, remember if we went to this last time we came, but we had a big slope in our front yard when we were real little kids. And we would go sledding down it when it would snow because we were up in uh, yeah, the yeah. northern part of the country. And we would just, like, we called it kamikaze sledding because we would usually <laughs> be two on two and we'd have friends over and stuff. And we would just like jump kick the other people like off of their sled. Yeah. We could like commandeer, take over their sled by the time we got to the bottom. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were crazy. We had jumps and stuff. <laughs> Uh, speaking and, uh, of jumps, I, I do like how you added the, um, ah, shoot, what's it called? The, the, the jump, the 
long jump see how far you can jump yeah the, the, the ski jump uh, yeah <laughs> minigame stuff <laughs> i think i hit 900 feet i don't know if that's good or bad but that's as far as i could go <laughs> yeah I, I haven't i haven't really tried to optimize it myself but i, I mean you, have, you can definitely at least go as far as landing sort of in the flat area um yeah. it sort of requires that you you basically extend your legs at, at sort of the the perfect spot, and then that you are like completely still, <laughs> because every sort of motion you make me there will will sort of uh, lower your airtime. Nice, um, something like that. Yeah, that, that's, that's something I'm I'm also for the next update that's gonna come out probably in June or July. Uh, I'll add another mini game that's sort of a uh, do you know what, like what what moguls are. Um, it's, it's like um, small bumps, basically. That hmm. there is like an Olympic kind of competition where you, where you like you ski a slope of, of moguls and and you try to do it like as as clean as possible with as little air as possible. Oh, nice! Um, um, I'm gonna add, add sort of a one of those mogul bump runs as well, where it's basically the opposite of the ski jump. So sort of have to have to work with your legs up and down all the time to sort of compensate for the bumps. Um so not like lift off the ground. <laughs> I, uh, just, I like that jump that's just a really steep, nice long drop. <laughs> and you just get to the end and <laughs> stand up straight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean you can make a couple of turns on your way down as well. <laughs> Be me Maybe going sideways, doing an upside down helicopter on accident. <laughs> yeah, I mean, by implementing tricks and stuff like that, it's, uh, uh, I don't know, it would be cool, but <laughs> have you seen so... the trailer for this, uh, like the, the carved snowboarding game coming to Quest? Yeah, yeah. Um, in the summer. Yeah, that looks pretty good. Um, it was a pretty fun game. Uh, way back when, um, I've also tried um, the powder demo. I don't know if you've tried it or not. The it's a skiing, yeah, snowboarding it. game. Um, sort of, the, they have like a control scheme where you, it's almost like you you have like um, like you're steering a bicycle. At least when I tried it, sort of you have hmm. your hands in front of you and and you like turn with, with like a steering rod almost. <laughs> Um, I remember Powder VR was like that, right? Yep. yep. Yeah, I yeah. I couldn't get I couldn't even get to the end of the on, in the demo anyway of the the slope on the skis, but on the snowboard I did all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've only tried the skis I think in that game. The whole time I was thinking of Descent Alps because. I don't remember if if powder if there was any music or not, but that it's just I find descent up just so relaxing. So it's just easy to hop in there, do a yeah. couple of skis, a couple of runs, and go to bed. <laughs> it's just pretty chill. <laughs> it's just something with music and VR. I think it's it just makes experience a lot more pleasant. So now, uh, like just the rhythm stuff seems to work really really well for some reason. No. Yeah. Giving us throwing a little bit of it uh, into the game uh, makes it it's, it's more more enjoyable for me at least. 
Well, how was your experience with uh, the Oculus App Lab process? Was that pretty painless, or was it kind of a pain in the butt, or do you not want to say? Um, it? <laughs> uh, it's, I, I um, so I, I, I was invited to the App Lab beta testing, um, like in in uh, uh, sort of the end of last year when they were trying out sort of the process. Um, Nice. So it, it was really, really painless for me because, like then, it was only. I mean, when App Lab launched, uh, it were like uh, I can't remember eight or ten games or something um, mm -hmm. that launched, uh, and the Santos the demo was one of those games. So then, back then, it was like no waiting queues, and um, we got like instant support when when we tried to upload our stuff and and adjust it to work for App Lab. Uh, so so yeah, it, it was. Uh, release and I think it's generally I think it, it's it's a really good thing they have done. Um, I mean, it, it, as you said yourself earlier, it sort of lowers the friction and and getting games from from side quests is is a bit of a hassle. Um, yeah, I haven't tried then, yeah. the side quest uh, like companion app, the mobile app, where you can just kind of do the same thing now. But I haven't installed anything that way yet i'm just curious i wonder if that's a smooth transition i mean it's i guess it's a, i haven't tried it either but it should be a little bit smoother i suppose but it's i mean you still have the issue with having to have a developer account and uh oh. sort of get, getting the game installed in the sort of uh whatever it's called uh unlisted or uh yeah uh Kind unknown of in that. <laughs> unknown yeah yeah <laughs> unknown sources um but yeah it, it's but but i mean aside from this is also a really good community and uh, sort of people use us on side quest has been really positive and i think supportive yeah. of like indie developers so and uh, i think there is a bit of a risk of app lab sort of um Destroying that community or like making it uh, less active. Um, right. I'm always afraid uh, of that uh, when the main developer or big developer kind of takes from the community. Like, oh, you for regular, you know, flat games. Oh, you made this cool mod that made our game better. Let's just take that and add it into an update. It's kind of like, yeah. well, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's when I mean, there is a little bit of that going on with. With Oculus at the moment, I feel uh, sort of, I mean, they are a bit cherry picking sort of the best stuff generated by the community and like making official, yeah. official versions of it. And MapLab is, of course, a little bit like that um, side quest. And also, this, I mean, they are developing a sort of the Oculus developer hub. Um, that's, I mean, it's a really good tool and um, it's helpful as a developer, but. All of its features are sort of mirroring what the old SideQuest desktop app used to do. Yeah. Uh, as a wrapper on, on Android, Android Debug Bridge. Sort of what I'm, what I'm excited about now and I'm sort of looking forward to hearing more about this, uh, like their plan for transitioning games from App Lab to the, to the main store. Um, or perhaps making App Lab games a little bit more visible. Right. Um, because I mean, it's 
especially for a game like like this and Alps that sort of it's not that that hardcore really and um, I mean it's, it's more of like a casual game um, but perhaps it's not that appealing to sort of the the typical side quest um, user um, so, so sort of getting outside that side quest bubble and and getting exposure to sort of more special VR consumers would be really really interesting yeah I think you're kind of right. Like the side quest crowd, they are kind of more the hardcore, you know, they'll try anything, they'll play anything they want, new things. But I think like the average person that buys a quest seems like they are more of obviously like a casual player. Um, A lot of the casual games seem to be doing really well. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely sort of a, a similar demographic to like the people who used to to buy and and play a lot of Nintendo Wii games, um, but I, I think it's sort of getting into to buying Oculus Quests, um, like a sort of as a family entertainment, perhaps that you're sort of playing in the living room together sure. with, like I mean, your children or uh, th- that kind of of, of user. And I, I mean, and, and I don't think that they they are probably not on SideQuest or App Lab to a very large extent, right? Yeah, it's kind of confusing. Like, App Lab, like, I think it works well. It's a great thing. But it is, they still kind of like hide everything and it's still kind of like really confusing when I'm searching for a game. And it's like, (laughs) it's not on the store. But if you click this link, we have it over here. It's like, well, what's the difference? Yeah. 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 I think it's like perhaps one uh, layer of warning is too much. Uh, I mean, you, you, you get this pop up when you sort of, when you enter the page, and I guess that's that's all right, but sort of hiding it below this like expandable expandable app lab thing when you search for games uh, is a bit too much, I think. Yeah. Um, like another thing that they do that is quite cruel. Um, it doesn't really affect the Sandals that much, but for example, there were like a, a, a like a go kart Mario Kart kind of game that launched an app lab just a few days ago. Um, and I, I saw the developer for that game pointing out um, that sort of when you when you search for the exact name of, of his game, uh, <laughs> like like there is another go kart game that turns up instead, uh, and oh, then no. uh, sort of that app lab listing is hidden behind like the, the app lab <laughs> hmm. it's ex- sort of uh, expandable tab. Um, so cool. that's a bit cruel to sort of. <laughs> The results for uh, like almost for a similar game. Yeah. That, I don't know about that. <laughs> That's really mean. It's it's already yeah. there's so many games out like it's already a flooded market. Like that's just like another kick in the pants. Like. Yeah, yeah. There, that's really. I think it, it kind of feels like Oculus were taken by surprise as well. That there were so many. Uh, game sort of waiting to to be released. Yeah. Um, I think there's like a hundred and somewhere like between 150 and 200 games on App Lab now or something. Yeah, it's uh, it's like ten a week at least they like release. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, I mean the, the wait. I think the wait times for getting a game released on App Lab now is like one to two months or something. Yeah. We kind of when we started this podcast, we kind of just Wookie and I talking about VR and I'm like we should start talking to developers if we can and whatnot 
it's like, well, how many, how often can we do that? And how long can that last? And it's like, because yeah. <laughs> back then, you know, it seemed a little more, there's a lot of good stuff out, but it seemed a lot more, I don't want to say barren, but like not a whole lot yeah. going on. But yeah. here we are a year later, we talk to a new developer every week. It's just, and there's yeah. always on Twitter, I'm talking to all kinds of people, like there's no end in sight. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's it, it definitely, definitely expanding quite rapidly. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it has to do with the, I guess it has to do with the success of, of the quest that it's, yeah. a lot of people are getting interested. I mean, it's, it's, it's still quite small though. I, I feel it's, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I kind of feel that I have like a, almost an overview over sort of the different developers that are sort of developing games for the quest outside sort of the main store uh, and that are on App Lab. At least most of them, I think. Um, I mean, comparing to sort of traditional games, it's it's still really, really small. Yeah. So I'm just curious, from the last time we talked to you to now, like, is your overall journey of releasing the game been a positive thing? Like, are you glad you did it? Is there anything yeah, sure. maybe change? Or I'm just, it's always intriguing to me, like, being a game developer you work on something so long and then release it and then then you're kind of on to the next thing sometimes vr is a little different yeah. it seems like developers are still always tinkering with it after it comes out but i don't know if we talked about this last time but but i i've, I've kind of viewed this and 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 this is sort of my education and and like entrance into becoming a vr developer somehow um because i mean Previously, to starting the work on this game, I, I had very little experience in game development. Um, uh, so, I mean, it's it's definitely worth it for me to sort of take a game from zero to actually releasing it and, and getting as far as people are willing to, to actually buy the game and seem to be quite happy with it. Sort of that, that whole, like, learning every step of that and, and the sort of understanding what, goes into different parts it's super valuable um that's good to hear. I I, sometimes it feels like it's a negative journey and i feel bad but i'm glad it's working out <laughs> yeah i mean it's definitely not negative for me at least it's um and i i don't really i i, I don't think feel like discouraged to sort of uh <laughs> uh like scared by by the process either I'm, I'm like oh, i'm looking forward to actually starting sort of a a new project as well um yeah it, it's positive and also it, it has has opened up a lot of doors for me i'm i'm i've never really worked on this and full time I, I, I did it for like four, four months um uh, almost full time, but then it has been a, a, a side project for me, uh, sort of part time. Um, and I mean, and at the moment, I'm, I'm working as, as sort of a subcontractor or a freelancer for Resolution Games uh, oh. in Sweden as well. Um, and I mean, and oh. working on this and that <laughs> has been like sort of a, a way of, of, of getting into that kind of stuff as well. So, yeah. Awesome. Fantastic. Respawn is one of my favorite gaming companies. Um, I don't know if you... Revolution? Or, yeah, sorry. Resolution. Sorry. sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I totally <laughs> messed up. But um, 
Yeah, resolution games. We've had Tommy Palm on the podcast twice. Um, and just very humble, very awesome guy. And the other people I've talked to, like, it just sounds like they're so great to work with. I hope it's true for you, but... Um, yeah, they, they are. They are right. <laughs> I'm interested in what you're doing. I mean, you probably can't say anything, but... Uh, well, I'm really I, interested I, in what you're doing with them now. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm sort of mostly doing... I helped them do a couple of um, like ports to to mobile VR, other mobile VR platforms, and okay. sort of updates and tweaks of of their some of their quest version, uh, some some of their the quest versions of their games. And then nice. the latest thing I was inv- involved with, with was porting Call uh, and the Reaper Man um, to Quest ah. and implementing the the multiplayer in that game. It's awesome. That's a that's a fun game on PC. I haven't played it on Quest yet, but yeah, it's a really cool game. It's uh, sort of like platforming in VR is surprisingly fun. I think. I mean, you get that whole sort of depth vision, and and you can really do like position platforming. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and also the social aspects of that game is really nice. Sort of being able to see the Reaper Man like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Doing his stuff. <laughs> yeah, for anyone listening in, Wookie, I don't know if you know what that game is. It's an asynchronous game where the VR person is kind of like the Reaper Man call, kind of like death, helping this um, the little person or the person playing on the flat screen on either mobile or PC or whatever they have. You're like a platformer, like a 3D platformer, and the Reaper Man like helps move things and helps you get across things. It's really neat. Yeah. It's a lot of fun co-op. Yeah, exactly. It's like a very quite a traditional platform, but then there is like a second VR player uh, that's yeah, that, that, that like help that builds sort of towers of, of blocks and yeah. builds bridges and stuff uh, for you to platform on. And and then sort of the quest version that I was involved in, um, the people, the, the person playing the sort of the, the platforming character in third person is in VR as well. Um, <laughs> That's from a third person perspective. Very neat. Uh, yes, sounds yeah. really fun. I I really like those games and um I keep wanting to say respawn now. Resolution games. They have a couple of the asynchronous games because my wife, I think we talked about this last time you're here, but she can't play VR because she gets she gets sick watching movies sometimes, like motion sickness. So anything mm. I can do to play with her while I'm playing VR is is very appreciated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They have this uh, Acorn game as well, right? Yep. Where you sort of you can be you can play on your phone and have one person in VR. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's cool for sure. Um, I think for the Quest version of Colin Rhythm, and you can actually there is still possible to play sort of the third person player on. It's like a free uh, desktop uh, yeah. application that you can download and, and play it that way. Very neat stuff. But yeah, the, sort of the, the whole journey for me with uh, developing Descent Alt has been uh, great. Uh, and I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, it's, it's, I'm sometimes getting like burned out on, on the game itself when I'm like play testing before releases and stuff, but. Uh, I, I'm. Uh, it's almost crazy, but uh, like so I still find 
like actually playing the game uh, enjoyable. So that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I'm always happy to hear that because I saw there's one uh, dev that he sent me a, a key for his game and I played it. I really liked it. But like the next day, he just he kind of must have had a, like a breakdown. He's like, you know, I spent this much on assets and no one's buying my game and this sucks and I wish I would have done something else. It's like, yeah, holy crap. <laughs> yeah, that's that's terrible to get into that kind of feeling. Of, yeah. But I think it's, you know, even if it doesn't work, if it works out awesome, but even if you maybe don't make money, like it's easy for me to say right here right now, but just think of it as a learning experience, like you said, and just yeah. kind of take the good and but move on. But <laughs> that's sort of the the angle I've had it had on it all the time, sort of as a learning experience and as sort of as building sort of a portfolio as as a developer. Nice. Um, but I mean, it's I'm also pleasantly surprised that the game is actually selling uh, at least more than nothing, um, and it, it's been it's been out for. A month now, I think the paid version. Um, it also seems to be like selling at, at quite a stable rate, which is nice. So, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it it's... came out right around my birthday, so it's almost exactly a month ago. So that sounds yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was excited to see it pop up on App Labs. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it took like polishing the game uh, sort of to a level that I. I've, I felt comfortable actually charging money for it. Was uh, yeah, that, that took a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many small details, and also we're like in, especially in, in a game like this and Dobbs, where the player has quite a lot of uh, sort of uh, freedom of, of of motion and movement. They can go to like ski with pretty much wherever you want in the slope. Yeah, uh, sort of making that uh, stable and 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 not. Glitchy, yeah, it was a challenge. There are so many players that actually like <laughs> tries to break the game. Uh, <laughs> almost seems like <laughs> they come in handy though. Sometimes you need those people. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, and I definitely. If you had an... Oh, uh, I was just gonna say that I'm also like pleasantly surprised that. Many of those people actually come in to sort of the Discord or send me a mail or something like, yeah, I, I managed to break your game in this way. Nice. And then like being really, really helpful about it. And I mean, that's, that makes it a lot easier to sort of polish, polish the game as well. Yeah, the good feedback is... It's, it's such a rare thing when people actually give good, like, constructive feedback. Cause, yeah. Like, some people can give you a little bit and they, yeah, it's this, they can't really explain it, but somebody that can just help you, you know, polish something off. That's, it's worth its weight in gold. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I'm surprised by how many, and I think that's, that's one part of the sort of the side quest community that they managed to sort of build a community that, ha that had that mindset that they were like a part of sort of helping figure out how to develop VR games and like make, yeah, games better in general. Uh, so a lot of, I think a lot of SideQuest users were um, like really good at, at, at helping out with that kind of stuff. Yeah. If you do add multiplayer in there, just picture this. If, if somebody stumbles and falls, I don't know if you can really do that. <laughs> but like, 
I can see PJ and I racing. And then PJ gets to the finish line, turns around, and there's just like Wookie the snowball with like the skis hanging out of one end, just rolling yeah. down. Like I just keep gathering snow because I'm going to be useless at it. So, not going to give up. Still cross the finish line. Yeah, that's actually a really good idea to sort of have, have a uh, hardcore mode where you can turn into a snowball and like you just. Gets- the maximum VR sickness simulation as well, with just tumbling inside the <laughs> snowball without fading to black. <laughs> you just get to see the the sky and then the snow. And yeah, the exactly. Sky and the snow. <laughs> <laughs> and then you throw up. Yeah, I mean that's one thing of making like good VR multiplayer games. I think it's sort of being able to sort of to, to capture like the comical motions of your fellow players um like in their avatars so yeah you can see that they are actually falling over or like losing their (laughs) their balance or something yeah um that would be good conveying that sort of personality (laughs) Um, or once you fall down it's kind of game over but then some games let you you know like walk around after you lose the game or still spectate Maybe you're yeah. you're in the snowball mode and still rolling down the thing. You can kind of control the snowball in like a third yeah. person view, but you're just kind of out of the race. You're just trying to mow down other people, like pinball. Yeah, it sort of t- turns into like Katamari Dachi or whatever. You have yeah. to like roll in, roll up the other uh, <laughs> the other skiers. The more skiers you collect on your yeah. way down, <laughs> that's fun. And everybody can fight for control. <laughs> <laughs> It might be a different game. <laughs> exactly. That's good. Yeah, it's gonna just start off with everyone just immediately crashing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grand Theft Auto Alps. Yeah. Grand Theft Alps. <laughs> like, okay, guys, I put that in as a joke, and now no one's playing the game how I wanted it to be played, and I spent yeah. all this time on it. <laughs> yeah. That's that's probably bad too. <laughs> it's like speaking of that, going off of VR again. Some games do put in game modes that are more fun than the actual game. And the first thing I remember is like, yeah. um, on like the PS2 or something, there was some old racing game and it took so long to load that they put Pong in the loading screens <laughs> and more people were playing that Pong loading screen and then like backing out and then loading another race just so they could keep playing Pong. <laughs> then, uh, then I always remember, I look fondly, like, the best Call of Duty time I've had in any recent memory, which is a long time ago, is the prop hunt, where you could yeah. be, like, a wagon wheel. <laughs> like, you're not a player character anymore, you're not a human, you're just a, literally a prop from yeah. the level trying to hide. I would have been, I'd probably still be playing that, but it was yeah. only, like, I don't know, yeah. a two, three week event. I would still be doing that right now. Yeah, that was a fantastic game mode for sure i actually i was talking about that game actually with a friend not so long ago that, that would make a fantastic vr game Propult- yeah Propult- yeah, I, we, I, yeah maybe we talked about it last time you're here we talked about it with someone making a hide and seek game in vr like that would be amazing yeah. <laughs> and then, like it's especially that kind of propound thing where it's sort of you hide as like yeah, yeah a wagon wheel or a i don't know a lamp or something Lamp, yeah. <laughs> that would be really fun. I got onto that track the other day. Um, my girlfriend plays that Genshin Impact game that's on the phone and everything else. And there's a event I think ends ended uh, 
yesterday where it was hide and seek like that. You like you 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 can be a barrel or a box or whatever. She was laughing yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff about it. She had turned into a lantern and she thought she was gonna win and not get spotted, but the sun went yeah. down and lantern turned on like she lit up behind like a bush yeah. and she you know just like, <laughs> and it was like that's funny. Yeah, that's, that's really funny. funny. Yeah. So I think last time we talked about um kind of the state of VR too. Um uh just curious, like have you seen a lot of changes in VR or have you do you think there's a couple things on the horizon that are gonna be game changers coming out soon or you kind of just focus on what you're doing instead type of thing? I mean, I, I try to stay updated as much as I can, and I, I really like sort of tuning into like the, the VR discourse and like trying to listen to what happens. Um, and I, yeah, I, I try to play a lot of the like the new stuff that comes out and most of the stuff that's released on Lab as well, at least to try it. Um, I mean, it doesn't really seem like there are any like big titles or big games coming out. Um, but um, de- definitely, this this realization that uh, yeah, just like um, sort of the the, the the ordinary social interactions in VR, like like we were talking about, sort of playing a mini golf game and walk about mini golf and just hanging out with friends in a natural way. I, I think it's that's something that that uh, a lot of people are starting to realize is really really powerful in VR. Um, and there really aren't that, that many good um, games or sort of things that that, um, that allows for for that. Yes, so I, I, I think it's going to happen. A lot of, of stuff on that on that front. I, I saw like a, a Twitter post a couple of days ago with someone saying that uh, like that the VR games, all VR games, should be built sort of as multiplayer games, and you only play like play solo but in a multiplayer sort of setting if you play single player that yeah. is sort of it's always opened up for people to hot join and sort of come in and uh and join you as you play i thought that was a really sort of interesting idea um it's, i like that sentiment too because i'm always the same way usually i'm playing the game and, and like i said we've mentioned before pg and i play a lot of games together some games are like i can't play it if it's not multiplayer, I don't know why I think that way, but some games are just like, I need somebody to drop in and hang out with this game. Yeah, exactly. It. But it's like, so, yeah, it's a lot of extra work on a poor indie dev. It's, it is a lot of work, but it's, uh, I think it, it's, it's probably one of the most interesting it's format for VR. It, it, I mean, it just seems like there are a couple of things that works really well in VR. It's, it's ry- rhythm games. Um, at least for me, so it seems to just be a really good fit. Uh, and also this, this sort of casual social interactions when they are present in the game they just become a lot more interesting uh, yeah. and like you can you can sort of also stand sort of the discomfort of being in VR a lot better I, I think if, if if there are other people in there yeah uh, yeah and that's true and I know a little bit about the Unity game engine and it's like you can spawn in stuff and you, the way you code it does, you know, this one way. But if you want to use multiplayer, you get to use things like instantiate. And I've mentioned that before. And I don't know all those commands, but it's also like if you don't start developing it that way from scratch, 
you got to go rewrite it all. That's going to be. Yeah. I mean, it, it is a lot of, of hard work to, to, to make it good. I mean, for, for example, like when I was involved in this Carly and the Ripman port now recently, that game didn't have any online multiplayer before uh, and wasn't really written to support that either. Um, and I mean, that, that was a lot of, of work and, and it, it, also the implementation has a lot of imperfections. Um, yeah, you definitely need to design, design your game uh, with that in mind. At least to make it work really well. Yeah. And if, like one thing that's doesn't really have to do that much with with the game's design is that I think is really important is like the sort of ability to have like persistent multiplayer sessions that you can like you can create your your, your room and you can sort of jump into it two days later. Um, yeah. Or perhaps that I mean if you are a couple of friends playing. Um, you're always playing sort of in the same room with the same name and, and if someone else wants to join they can just hop into the same session um, to have that sort of persistent it would, uh, thing. It would make young Wookiee, like child Wookiee's dreams come true if every game just had that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Realistically, I, mean, I would love it. Because, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard and a lot of, uh, most games don't have it. <laughs> when it's uh, done really uh, well, it's it's such a nice thing to have. Like there's other yeah, yeah. Ubisoft games and stuff where you're just walking around, your friend shows up, and maybe the enemies scale up in difficulty or whatever. Um, yeah, exactly. But it's really nice. Oh, yeah, it's, I, I hope that's sort of one thing that will happen with VR in, in, in the coming years that players and developers realize that that's uh, really important. Are you looking forward to any, any specific games? Um, like that's on the horizon. Right now, like with <laughs> the game Demio from Resolution Games, I'm yeah. mostly excited for the content they're looking to add to keep that that yeah. game going. Yeah, uh, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say that, that that's uh, a good example as well uh, of this kind of social VR stuff. Yeah, we. When Tommy was on the podcast last, we kind of brought up like just having a, a mini figure painting mode where you could just sit there and paint minis with your friends and just hang out. Yeah. That kind of stuff would just is would just blow my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you bring up that idea? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but there are like um it's it's a great game and, and I think the multiplayer works quite well. But even with that game, there are a couple of obvious things that, that could have been done better. Sort of with like the room codes, it's just really annoying to have like a yeah. number combination. They should just have added sort of a database between that support that you could just write whatever name you want. Um, yeah. Just to make it more like human friendly. Uh, and also that yeah, of... sort of remembering old room codes and having persistent sessions possible because I mean you can't really remember like an eight number combination, <laughs> uh, but you can remember sort of the name of your dog or whatever. Yeah, like um, so a lot of those quality of life things would be nice, like uh, you know, friends lists in every game, just like if you're playing with someone and you know, Demi or anything, you just add them right there so you don't have to go 
like Xbox has made it easy to add friends and stuff like that with their platform, but not every other platform is as good as that. But if the games, you can just say, oh, tag this person, have a persistent room, like in the f- case of Demio, if they come out with persistent rooms with really long adventures where you might go through a few maps of, I don't know, forest in between two dungeons or something, you, it's going to take forever because three maps can take you yeah. a couple hours. Yeah, it's a really hard game. <laughs> yeah. It would, um, quality of life is always good. Yeah. yeah. To answer your actual question, though, um, <laughs> sorry, a couple of games true. off the top of my well, I started it. A couple of games off the top of my head. Um, after the fall looks good to me. Uh, it's kind of like, um, what's that game we played? Shit, Wookie. <laughs> I just talked about it. Ubisoft game. Um, <clears throat> Wow, I Watch dogs. No division. Division. It's kind of. It looks a lot like the division setup, but has zombies in it. Unfortunately, which I'm yeah. kind of tired of zombies. But <laughs> the, the co-op looks really good, and the play style looks good. But other than that, uh-uh. I'm again most excited for Ubisoft teased uh, Splinter Cell and Assassin's Creed VR titles. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Splinter Cell could really be something amazing in VR. I think with the two different um, spy layout and then the mercenary layout. Yeah, yeah. So. Sure. And we used to play a lot of the, uh, on the very old Xbox, we used to play some of that Splinter Cell with the yeah. first person shooter versus the third person creepy crawlers, stealthy guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty interesting. I say that, but I, I say it with a little hesitation because I actually really like Ubisoft as a company, but... It scares me when bigger companies start looking into VR, even though that's what we all want. We just, I don't want the, the community that's there to be like taken over or dissipated by the toxic fan base that some flat games have. (laughs) So I want all the good stuff, but I don't want any of the bad stuff that comes with it. Yeah. It's like the same thing. I've been lamenting. I saw videos of, uh, of some um, like small mom and pop game shops or, you know, just like used game stores. And I haven't seen one of those in forever. And it's kind of like mm. they all get taken over by chain. So I always want like the nice thing. Yeah. I want somebody to come in and have, I want my pre-orders to be there and you know, yeah. all the stuff, but then careful what you wish for, because then they step on those little ones where a friend of ours and that lives in the UK was looking for the bio mutant game. I guess that comes out like tomorrow or yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like that. He said he walked into his game shop that he's a regular at or something, I assume. And he was asking about it, see if he could put down like a pre order if it was too late. And the guy just gave him, like, sold him a copy and gave him the disc like three (laughs) days early or something. He's been playing it. Nobody else has it. And I was like, (laughs) I kind of miss that sort of, you got friends and things. It's nothing's personal like that anymore. So if Ubisoft or something comes in, I know they've got Star Trek Bridge Crew and they've they've been towing in there, but it's also. Well, I do like what they've, you know, some of the Assassin's Creed changes they've done. It's also like they could just come in and just steamroll everything. And then if if one person's got like AAA consistent, like yearly titles because they have, you know, billions of dollars, then nobody's going to mm-hmm. want to play the indie games anymore. Because I have that in no. like the flat gaming. Like, I'll see a AAA game or an indie game and I'm like, I should give the indie game my money. Yeah. But then yeah, I... Yeah, it's going to be... Yeah. It's tough. 
it's gonna be really interesting to see if there like if there's gonna be sort of consistently coming AAA games to VR and what happens in that space. I mean, it doesn't really seem very promising to me at the moment, but who knows? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I still think that sort of the the only real AAA VR game is Half-Life Alyx. Um, at least that has that I have really enjoyed and sort of that has felt sort of for VR properly. Yeah. Um, have you played Asgard's Wrath? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. See, that's um, still my favorite all-time game in VR just because well, many reasons. It's like 40 plus hours and I love the 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 lore and all that, but I think it, there's just a lot to do in it, but most people uh, say Half-Life. <laughs> I, I, I just um, 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 for some reason, I, I can't really play. I, I can't. I can't play that kind of of big, like um, extensive games in VR. Uh, I, I can only manage like sessions of like maximum thirty minutes or something. Sure. Uh, then I need to take a break, and, and I, that, that that sort of makes it so that I can't ever get into that kind of games. No. Unfortunately. Uh, I- do you get motion sick? Oh, go ahead. Do you get motion sick or? Um, sometimes, but not 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 really not motion sick in that way. I just get um, so sort of the general discomfort just um, uh, takes a toll on me. Sort of, I I feel like um, I just I feel tired. Um, and I, I I can't really concentrate on what's going on in the game. Um, because I, get that. I, yeah, I, I feel sort of the weight of the headset, and I feel like I hear the at least when I on the quest, like you hear the the cooling fans uh, oh. humming, and uh, yeah. I, so for me, it's VR is definitely sort of short bursts. Um, um, uh, and I, I would say the sort of the um, the exception for that from that for me is, is sort of the social stuff when you're. Actually, in there with other people that they're talking with, and, and then I I, I, I forgot I forget about the discomfort sometimes. Hmm. So you think was, the games? Sorry, go ahead, PJ. I uh, I just I'm glad you brought that up because I was one of the last questions I had. I was just as a developer, um, VR games are still kind of shorter, smaller, bite sized type thing. Some people like it and it works really well. Some people are like, hey, I want this, you know, the big. 100 hour plus games and this and that and I, it seems like we're kind of having this discussion on twitter and it's, it seems like those of us that like the big longer games have actually kind of been worn down to just wanting like a a brand new game every week just shorter like you play this game for a week you move on to the next game and it, i think it's kind of how vr has trained some people I was just kind of yeah. curious of your perspective on that, but I didn't think about the comfort thing. Maybe that's some of it too. I, I think that's a lot. I mean, I, I could never, I, I can't really, with the current hardware and sort of the situation of VR, I, I, I can't imagine like a, a very grindy game in VR, for example. Like I, I can't imagine playing sort of Diablo in VR, um, even if it's like a really good 
implementation of it. Um, yeah, yes, because I feel that it doesn't really lend itself to like lengthy play sessions. Um, and I like the I feel I feel that games VR games need to sort of be designed to be able to play like in very bite-sized portions. Um, and also for I mean for for all of us that are playing a lot of VR games and have been for a long while, uh, and also like uh, as a developer, I, I have the, the headset on me a lot. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, I, I, I'm used to it, and sort of I I, I know how to sort of how to um, how to be comfortable in VR. Um, but for most players, they I've, 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 it's not like that. So then I think it's even more important to sort of be able to slice the experience up in in shorter bursts. Sure. What were you gonna say, Wiki, before I cut you off? Um, it's probably gone. Okay. <laughs> it is interesting with the short games or something like that, but it's okay. probably. It is interesting when you say you know if you're playing with other people, it takes your mind off. Um, it is. I guess if you think of that as like a grounding thing, that that helps too because like if you have yeah. a fan on, it helps. You know that. The headsets exactly. actually get warm, and that probably does make your head a little fuzzy. And <laughs> yeah, it's it's a grounding thing that that sort of it takes away a little bit of the sort of uh, jarring thing with with the, the VR experience sometimes with having like an other the other persons in there. Um, but I also think it's it's sort of a uh, a matter of of interest. Um, but I think, for example, interacting with my uh, my brother, for example, that lives in like the other end of Sweden uh, in VR, and talking with him, um, uh, it is, feels like more interesting than than most sort of uh, plots in a game. Um, sure. <laughs> so like, yeah, so, so I'm probably more focused on on uh, sort of what he's saying and looking at what he's doing. I, I guess. Uh, um, I mean, just observing sort of other persons doing things uh, is normally very interesting. It actually brings me back to what I lost. Is it Yay. <laughs> when you say here, uh, it seems like you're more engaged when there's like, you know, you're hanging out with somebody. Is that just because the games aren't really like, kind of sounds like you don't want big blockbustery, like story driven <laughs> games. You want your slices. Is that be kind of like the adverse effect of not having a big, game to suck you in like to make you forget about all that stuff could, could yeah, a game it, be that it, good probably yes um i mean it, i think it's a combination of, of the game being that good and and the hardware getting better um but, but i mean I, I definitely i i mean it's i can definitely see it happened and and and, and it, it did happen uh kind of with alex for me um I did do quite long play sessions in that game and, and really enjoyed it. Um, but I, I, I've not really been able to get into sort of other games of that kind in a similar way. I mean, it might also has also just have been sort of the Half-Life sort of starstruck thing. Yeah. Sort of, yeah, this, this is like almost Half-Life 3 and I have to play it. <laughs> yeah, that happens too. I've just been noticing in games in general, it's 
everything's coming into more of the almost throwaway games, not just VR, but like other games that there's nothing really that's been holding my attention because it all turns into a grindy mess. Like there's really fun to be had, but it's not going to be a long standing game. They they seem to trade big story over, you know, just playability with the least amount of input or yeah, like games research. as a service. Yeah, it's like yeah. you play this thing 50 times for the chance to get a piece of gear and it's like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so much so that really it, it's yeah, it's I find myself like I really want to go revisit games like The Witcher because that one just straight up I didn't have any of you know problem with that and it sucked me in and I couldn't stop like you know while I'm working, you know, day job stuff thinking yeah, about uh, playing The Witcher or you know the the Mass Effect remake thing, which yeah, I had uh, qualms about buying, but it's like I really just want to be sucked into a story again and it was kind of a I had forgotten it was coming uh, out. So I, I did end up getting that. It's like this is great. I, yeah, I I've been playing that. I bought that too, and it is so bizarre that a game that's 14 years old is the game I've been looking for for in a, in a flat screen realm for a couple of years now. Like I'm playing it. I'm yeah. only, I'm just I've already got like 30 which, hours uh, on it. <laughs> which your uh, Mass Effect the uh... Mass Effect the the, the legendary remake. remake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, Witcher's next. Nice. <laughs> it's a fantastic game. Yeah. It's, it's just like I, I'm missing that. And I know you, not everybody's got the the chops that old school Bioware did when they started yeah. making those games to, to pull people in like that. But it's just nobody hangs around. So if like even if there's a big multiplayer game, it seems like there's just not enough people hanging around to hang out with. Like it's just harder and harder yeah. to because you know, even if you get those people, they're already onto another game in like three days. Um, it, absolutely, there uh, definitely is like that sort of. It's just a big swarm of of sort of uh, players just moving from sort of the, the one big release to the next, and and it's really short yeah. cycles. Yeah, um, yeah like when um, Battlefield One, the World War One game, came out. I don't remember where we met these guys, PJ, but we were playing with some, <laughs> met them on some shooter. And if you signed up for, I don't know, whatever EA play or whatever was going on, you got to play the game like a week early, but only for 10 hours. Or maybe it was like four days early, but you only had 10 hours of playtime. So we played with these guys and we have fun. And then they figured out some way to do some account thing and they kept getting 10 hour chunks. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Play. And it was like, they're they like, uh, Unless you really want to hang around and do this, just just wait for the game to come out. So they didn't they wouldn't tell PJ or my myself how to do it, which is fine. I can wait. Yeah. And then the game comes out and like three, four days, maybe a week after launch, they're like, This game's dead already. Yeah, they're sick of it. <laughs> and it's like you just worked like without sleep to get more ten hour chunks in the last few days and the game's uh, dead already? Like and that just seems to be the it's, it's, it's extremely hard to sort of create sticky games or, or games that have like enough enough <laughs> yeah like right create, create games that have enough enough depth to sort of keep a decent sites player base active um i mean yeah yes it seems extremely hard and and i, I think even even in like all the all the time sort of five ten years ago it there were still really few of those titles um, that actually kept sort of a community yeah. um, active. It's 
and maybe it's just the the times we live in, or maybe I'm just getting older, but I like my brain kind of wants the the way things used to be more and more. <laughs> Again, that just could be because, you know, at least here in America, everything is just that shit crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, like um, good. I was just gonna say that I'm I'm, I'm a really big yeah, from software fan. Uh like of the Dark Souls. Nice. Yeah, like the Dark Souls, Dark Souls games and Bloodborne and uh, and those games. Um, and I mean, I, they aren't really that new either. But but I mean, all of those games have, have really managed to capture like a active community. Yeah, and... I've been meaning to try them out because my girlfriend's sister just suddenly fell in love with those games. Or maybe she's always on. I don't know. She just that's what she's been playing a lot for like seems like a year now. And it's like, well, I've got a PS4, and I think Bloodborne's a PS PlayStation only. I'm like, eh, I could try them, I guess. Yeah. yeah if you have a PlayStation 4 and haven't played, played Bloodborne, I I can highly recommend it. <laughs> Just, uh, it's, it's a fantastic single play game. It looks so, fantastic. Uh, well, and like, I was a huge fan, or I am a huge fan of the um, the Berserk manga and uh, anime, and that the creator of that yeah. just passed away, and that apparently yeah. there's like a Bloodborne's Reddit and like that game might have been heavily influenced or the whole series maybe, but Bloodborne, they were saying there's some link that I don't know anything about. They were all lamenting yeah. the fact that he passed away. So then I started looking at I'm like, this game looks freaking crazy. <laughs> it, it is. Uh, I think the sort of the the main guy behind both Dark Souls and Bloodborne is like a, a super super really like really big uh, Berserk fanboy. Makes um, sense because, like, nice. that game that that anime is twisted. The opening, if for listeners, if you're unfamiliar with it, the guy's been writing that manga. He just passed away like May 10th. He's been writing that manga since 1989, <laughs> and he died at 54 <laughs> due to lack of exercise. It's still going, they never finished it. He's working with the team now, yeah. and there people are hoping that he gave the team like some notes on where he wanted to go with it, but like. Yeah, uh opening scene of the manga or the anime shows the a little bit of the backstory of the main character and it's like his mom was hung from a tree and he slid out as a baby that's how he was born it's like you know cursed his whole life uh, thing. i'm like that's so uh, twisted harsh. right up my alley yeah like <laughs> holy cow and then i'm looking at bloodborne there's these weird axe things and there's just people getting chopped up i'm like i need to see more of this yeah somehow i missed it but that's uh, great it's yeah, that, I think where I was going with some of that earlier on again, I get sidetracked, but it's like some of the games industry has trained people in like those kids we were playing with that were burning through that other game early. Like, do they do they just want you to buy the content pack so you don't have to like un here unlock all these weapons while playing the game or pay us another 30 bucks on top of the 60 and you get them all and then go on to our next game because, you know, in three weeks we're yeah. putting out. In the game like they've given us short attention spans or maybe that's phones or just whatever but it's like i want like i want more stuff like the witcher 3 and mass effect where like i couldn't stop thinking about it during the day and i haven't had yeah, that for yeah. a multiplayer game since you know way back in the halo when we you know everyone's got a big team and but now those teams are all just never found yeah, yeah I mean, definitely and I, I think you're right in that there's probably a lot, of, a lot, a lot of design going into to, to sort of making the games quite a short experience because they have like a a big sort of roadmap lined up with releases that they are planning to make and they already have sort of the, the mm -hmm. hype train built up and and yeah, so so 
yeah, for sure. They are, they are built to, to not last very long, I, I would guess. <laughs> then don't charge yeah. me 60 bucks, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's sad. Well, Peter, I know we can talk for a long time, but I know it's <laughs> late there, so we're really bad at letting people go when they kind of want to go, so... <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, um, it is getting late. I'm definitely enjoyable, but yeah, I should probably get to sleep. It's yeah. uh, um, 2.20 a.m. No. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't thinking. <laughs> yeah. Nice, it's in the worries. I'll, I'll just sleep a bit tomorrow instead. <laughs> oh, no. That's one of the, this is the big perks of working from home and without any fixed hours yeah <laughs> oh, that's cool well, it was great to talk to you again um yeah. really enjoy it again descent helps is always fun i've never had a bad time in the game uh so for your first game i it's just you nailed it it's awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks i love um, the no button controls the intuitiveness it's good stuff thanks so, Love to see what happens next with the game and your next project. Excited for so. We'll keep yeah, an eye on I'll you. Be back, and, yeah. yeah, I'll be back in another year and talk about something <laughs> else. Hopefully, a new game or. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Something like that. But yeah. Thank you so much for your time and staying, or getting up or staying up late, whatever you did to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks to you as well. It was uh, it was really fun. Yeah. Anytime. Have a good night, man. <laughs> good night. Well, everyone, that was Peter Negrin, creator of Descent Alps, out now on Oculus Quest via App Labs or SideQuest, either way. I believe coming soon to the actual Oculus, Oculus Store, if I remember what he said correctly. Check it out, it's just a fun, chill skiing game. Really good controls. It's all movement-based. Yeah, just weaving in inside of the stuff is really fun. Getting used to the controls is cool. Yeah, I, I'm terrible at it, but I, and I still enjoy it, so... <laughs> yeah, the, the tutorial. You're supposed to follow the guy. He's leaving, like, a green stripe on the, yeah. on the mountain, trying to follow the guy, and me and my, like, cramped, limited space, I'm just, like, the... The tutorial reader had to repeat it like 10 times. He's like, <laughs> follow along behind the thing. Follow along behind the thing. <laughs> like, shut up. I know. I suck. <laughs> but I got better. Nice. Just a fun game to hop in for, like Peter said, 15, 20 minutes, do a few runs and try and get a high score. We need to see some more mini games come out. That ski jump's pretty fun. <laughs> I have to check that out. It is, it's, it's just a cool looking game it's a nice enjoyable hangout time um just i was i was kind of shocked because i knew, i wanted to check it out last time like i said i forgot to get off side quest but just hanging around in there and just like seeing it and just like woo i'm like scooting down the hill it was it's 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 a unique experience i really enjoyed it i would like to see other people and try to follow them because you know anytime it would put down the i mean i'm sure you're gonna get better at it but it would put down like the little um whatever they're calling that pylon, but the little bars you're supposed to hit. And they're like, I'm over way off to the left and yeah. the bars are dropping over to the right, <laughs> like a, on the other side of like a, 
a kind of a hill slope <laughs> in the middle of the slope. And I'm like, I'm not in the right spot. And I'm like, you know, about to hit a wall. I'm like, am I, oh, I going to die? <laughs> it adds that real life immersion where you can hit a tree. <laughs> yeah. Or like I saw a video online the other day. I don't know. Videos circulate. It's people going up a ski lift and watching a guy, you know, just kind of slalom slowly and lazily down the slope. But a black bear is chasing his ass. I don't know if he knows because he's just kind of zigging and zagging and his bear's shambling right down the hill at him. I don't wow. know why. It's a, black bears don't really chase people that often, I don't think. But I was like clenching. Like, oh, is he going to get him? It Must have had a Snickers in his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's nuts. Gross. Oh, be a yeah. lot of white snow if that was me. Or yellow snow. <laughs> what? A lot of cocaine? No. Yellow snow. <laughs> the bear gets PJ and just explodes into fresh powder. That's good. Well, thanks everyone for hanging out and listening. Check out the game. There'll be links in the show notes. But for the episode, I am PJ. I'm Wookie. And this was our VR verdict.